my job. That's what Literally, I Literally, all of my friendships are me on blast. I don't really... I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I think I like... I'm like... What's it called? Flagellate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a masochist. I'm... <laughs> I'm Ashley. And I'm Susanna. And you're in The, the West Beach, the podcast dedicated to giving taboo talk bits about sex airtime. This week, we are delving into some old audio. This episode was originally recorded in February of 2017. Wow. It's a lost episode. Yes. This episode Spooky. never saw airtime um, because... We were discussing something that was really, um, what would you say, Ashley? Like really a hot button issue in your life at the time? I'm going to give you guys the lowdown. We (laughs) decided in February of 2017 uh, to sit down with one of the closest people in my life um, and talk about jealousy and polyamory. Um, That was what we went in with because she was fresh on a six month polyamorous relationship. Um, and I was three months into an open relationship and we decided after having all of this experience, um, that we should be able to decipher how people in polyamorous and open relationships can kind of negotiate and maneuver and, uh, like deal with jealousy Um, in ways that we think is kind of like different than, you know, monogamous relationships. So that was the setup. (laughs) And what happened was, (laughs) it was just, I mean, this is what happens when you record a podcast about sex, right? Where you're talking about the intimate details of your life. Um, Sometimes you talk about stuff that's so intimate that you don't feel like you can put it on air. And I think that's kind of, that's what happened in this episode, right? Like we were tough touching stuff that was so current and so sensitive um, that, I mean, hopefully listeners, you guys will hear that this is a really intimate conversation amongst friends and we're really trying to figure this thing out together. And I think you will hear Ashley struggle with this issue. Um, Spoiler. Spoiler. 2017 Ashley wasn't super comfortable with her open relationship yet. It's true. But the Um, awesome thing about this episode is that, you know, people grow and change. And here we are um, in March of 2019, two years later. And I think a lot of the stuff that we say in this episode is really valuable. And also it's really exciting two years later to feel, I think from both of us, how we're in such different places with a lot of the stuff that we say in this, in this original content. So for this special episode, you'll hear us cut in and cut out from time to time, just to give kind of modern day context to uh, the conversation that we had two years ago. And I think that both together uh, it will kind of give a nuanced dissection of kind of the madness of jealousy. Yep. Um, <laughs> And how it can change over time. Totally. Let's dive in. This week, we've got Emily Beaver here with us talking about managing jealousy in relationships. Emily, how do you feel as our (laughs) first guest on the wet seat? I feel really excited to be the first guest on the wet seat. Uh, As as Ashley's best friend, um, (laughs) we often talk about sex in a very uh, (laughs) candid way. 
So I'm excited to be able to share our our banter with the world. With our the world. intimate conversation. This isn't really a departure from a normal evening together. Is yeah, it? No. <laughs> I'm very excited. Mm-mm. Fun fact, listeners. Um, Emily has been my best friend for ten years ten now. Ten years about yeah. A decade, and uh, we are both from Arkansas. Which means our all of our sexual knowledge came later on in life because you don't learn anything in Arkansas. Ashley has a burned up, shriveled abstinence card to prove it. Yeah, I have the video <laughs> <laughs> to prove this. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Emily Beaver. Uh, people call me Beeves um, for short. Beeves Beaver. I'll Beave. probably call Just, you Beeves. Probably. During this. Yeah. yeah. Um. I am a hula hooper. I uh, go to music festivals a lot. Um, and I think being exposed to that community um, has really ex- exposed me to a lot of alternative lifestyles. People that are hippies tend to be a little more open. Um, and I think that that has really um, showed me a lot of different um, ways that people go about their lives. Yeah, I baited her onto this show because... <laughs> Um, Emily, what are you exploring right now for the first time? Uh, so, the past, like, month or so, um, which doesn't seem like that long, it's a little over a month, I've been exploring polyamory, um, he's one of my partners, uh, is polyamorous, and I, I've kind of always been interested in it, but, um, didn't, I was in a, a monogamous relationship, um, for, like, three years. A really long time, yeah. Yeah. And my, my past partner, um, he was not really interested in the idea of polyamory, um, and so I just sort of, like, shoved it under the table, but then I met someone who has been polyamorous for over five years now, um, and I really was interested in him, and so I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to explore this, so... I guess I'm polyamorous. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, think it's easier to, like, make that transition coming into a new relationship with a person? So, like, for instance, oh, the person of... that you're dating is already polyamorous, so is it then easier to go off and date, like, other people at the same time? Um, I mean, in my personal situation, like, I don't know if maybe I'm just, like, more comfortable with it because of who I am as a person, mm-hmm. Or if it's because of the way that I've been entered into it. But um, I don't know that it would have worked in my previous relationship. Um, Not at all. Um, Ashley's shaking her head. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ashley pouring her wine. (laughs) I think once you've developed, like, a really strong partnership with someone in, like, a monogamous situation, um, it won't really, like... It's work. really hard to tr- then turn around and be like, hey, I want to see other people. Yeah, especially because one thing that I um, am struggling with um, is, like, I think if you're in, like, a relationship with someone where, if you've been with someone for years, you know, they're your primary partner, and you have been spent a long time developing this bond with that person, and if you want to open it up, like, there's this expectation that... Um, you know, they're still going to be your primary partner, like, your primary date to, like, things, and, um, that you're going to spend the majority of your time with them, especially if you're, like, living with them, like, sometimes people choose to open it up when they're living together, Mm -hmm. um, that can open up, like, a lot of different, um, 
situations where, like, if you start seeing someone else, like, are considering them, like, a secondary, like, they might right. feel, you know... Like a second like lesser, wife. like, they're not... They're, like, the side chick, you yeah. know, or mm-hmm. side guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think... It can get, it's a little, there's more potential for it to get messy if you are trying to open up a currently, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. monogamous monogamous relationship, definitely. Why I really wanted you here was because, for this idea of, like, how do you manage jealousy in relationships, I feel like the number one reason why people do not understand or just reject polyamorous or open relationships uh, outright, like non-monogamous relationships, Mm -hmm. is they cannot conceive of not being jealous Mm -hmm. um of how to handle yeah how to manage that jealousy of oh with your partner and so I thought we would all have really unique experiences and like maybe like work together to figure out like how do you like ultimately manage jealousy in a relationship where it's healthy and um also maybe we all have to like different ideas about like jealousy so isn't it all about, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but isn't it all about expectation? Like, if you go into a relationship saying, hey, we're going to see other people, like, doesn't that make it exponentially easier to then see other people? I mean, speaking as someone who's never been in a situation like that. Uh, I... So, wait, your question is, is it easier when you're just starting out? Like, I mean, like, Beaver got handed polyamory on a right. silver platter, Right. <sighs> Um, I've never tried it any other way, so I can't say that I'm an expert on the subject. I had to move from, like, a very monogamous place to a being okay with what I would define as open relationship. I think, I think, uh, we threw around the, the label of polyamorous, but I don't think that's truly Hmm. what it was. And I don't know, like, those lines are also, uh, a lot of people ask me, like, what's the difference between, like, an open relationship and polyamory? It's a little fuzzy. It's super fuzzy. Um, I always, I always did not consider it polyamorous because, uh, it's not like our other partners were consistent. So... Would you be interested in having other partners that were consistent if you did meet someone um, that you were interested in? So, I like the idea that... I think what made me start to change around, and this it does man this idea of how do you manage jealousy, and I think a lot of it has to do with frame of reference. And someone once told me that um, if you, I guess the big question is why why do you assume that one person can fulfill all of your needs? Like, is that in itself a selfish and like irrational? It is irrational <laughs> idea. And so the idea of polyamory is that you can have multiple people because not one person can ever fulfill all of your expectations and your needs. Yeah. Well, I also think it depends on, like, how you define a monogamous relationship, you know? And does that mean that your partner is your everything? Does it mean that they're your best friend and your sexual partner and your therapist and all these things? Because I think ultimately the most successful, successful monogamous relationships are those in which both partners have close other friends, you know, intimate relationships outside of that relationship Mm -hmm. in which they're able to fulfill other needs, ultimately. Well, my parents are monogamous, and they've been together for a very, very long time. I think your parents are an exception to it. Your parents are what I hear. (laughs) They're best friends. Like, they don't have other... They have other friends, Mm -hmm. but 
only together, you know, they do everything hmm. together. No, my mom friends, works only with beavers. my my mom works with my dad, like they work together and that works best for them. When my when my dad was going away, like when he would go away for work and leave my mom at home, like they got into so many more fights than they do now that they're working together and spending, like, every waking moment together. That blows my fucking mind. <laughs> they're I would get so sick of that person. <laughs> like, hop off. I don't know. So, wait. So, coming back, let's, let's center it. <laughs> we got a little bit of... Let's reel ourselves back in. Let's center it for a second. I want to... What's your cue, Ash? I mean, the cue is, like, how do you manage jealousy? And, okay. like, whether jealousy has, like, what is jealousy's plate at the table? Like, what is plate its place at the table? At the table? Um, and what can you do to help a partner that might be feeling? Because I think, here's the mm. thing. Something that I talked about with <gasps> a lot and which helped me manage jealousy was, um... So, when we were in the open relationship, he'd be like, burr, burr, I want to, you know, sleep with this person, right? right? And I would be like, I am feeling jealous. Right. Um, and he was like, what we talked about is that jealousy is fear. Jealousy is fear of loss. Mm. In, a, in, mm. in, like, my case specifically, jealousy think? acts as fear of loss. I am jealous because I fear that this, uh, another human is going right. to take what is very important away from me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And so when we talked about it, we flushed that out. And I think what people don't do is, like, I think a lot of people in specifically monogamous relationships, they never have to talk about jealousy. They never have to talk about... Yeah. But in an open relationship or in a polyamorous relationship, you have to talk about jealousy because if you don't talk about jealousy and what it means to you personally, then you are... You're going to have so much resentment. And so something that really helped me out was having that conversation around, okay, I'm jealous because I fear that they are going to be better than me. I fear that they are going to be funnier than me. I fear that they are going to be more fun than me. This other partner. Yeah. They. Yeah, they are going to be more fun, more, you know, better in bed. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you're going to wake up and realize that I was a wrong decision and they're the right decision. And yes, they are. <laughs> Is that a terrible, terrible question? Yeah, so that's something that I've been dealing with, like, lately, is like, I'm, I'm starting to, um, sort of become more, try and become more comfortable with the idea that, you know, partnerships are not, like, eternal. Yeah. Like, there's, I, I, there's this fear that, like, oh, you're never gonna find someone that's, like, as amazing as this person that you're with right now, and you don't want to lose them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we change throughout our lifetime, and no one, uh, you know, so in the case of my parents, like, you know, they'll be, like, together, like, forever. Right. Probably, you know. But that's, that's not, you know, typical. Yeah. We grow and change, and um, I think that it's natural to sort of fall, you know, out of sync with each other, Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with that. Like, I think that growth is a beautiful thing. Um, and I think, you know, as we grow, we have different needs in our partnerships. Which is part of why I started to open up to polyamory is just because, um, you know, people serve... That sounds so selfish if I say, like, 
they serve me in different ways. No, but that's what it is, man. (laughs) I always got, like, people in high school, you remember this, people in high school used to shit on me all the time because I'd be like, all relationships are transactional. You're getting a benefit. Okay, well, that's a little fucking (laughs) downer way to put it, but at its core, I agree with you, but maybe you could have said it in a more lighthearted way. People were like, Ashley's a robot, and I'm like, you've not waking up, man. (laughs) Um, Wait, I'm curious, both of you had really visceral reactions to, so how how I experienced jealousy is a distinct fear of loss. Right. I guess... Susanna I, made a face. I did make a face. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> well, well, you said... You paused before you said of loss. So, defining jealousy just as fear, I think... People say all the time, like, oh, just conquer your fears, you know? Like, you just gotta push through it. When I think jealousy can, in fact, be a very real block. And to call it something like fear... To me, says that, like, oh, you just need to get past it. You know, you just need to work through it. And I don't know if jealousy operates in a way where you can just get past it or work through it. Hmm. But I think defining it as fear of loss is a lot more useful. Because that gives you something productive to work with. I, But I also, like, I resonate with... Um, I do think that in order to... I don't think I made jealousy go away. I think I just put my fear on the back burner because I decided it was irrational Hmm. is that working for you (laughs) Uh, well that's the question right like does does putting it on the back burner mean that you're ignoring it or that you're not letting it rule your life and i think those are different choices um i am cracking up because emily's answer to me being like jealousy is fear of loss and you need to talk about it. And like being afraid of like losing someone important to you is pretty devastating to think about. And her response is we're all going to lose people. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Well, and it's funny because like get over it. It's the abyss. (laughs) Well, and her, her, I feel like her response in that or her, whatever, the reason behind her saying that is like, life is, you know, life is hard and shit changes and like, you got to roll with the punches and Susanna, All very you know, true. 2017 <laughs> Susanna agreeing with her is like immediately post parental divorce being like, uh, yeah, relationships fucking suck. Like people will break your heart. People will break your whole sense of reality and you got to fucking deal with it. Like to me, listening to my own reaction in that moment is like, well, this is a clear reflection of where I am in time and life in terms of my parents' relationship. For sure. And I, so you have some thoughts about, do you still think that jealousy isn't fear of loss? Because no, at this point of time. I absolutely think that jealousy is, can be defined as fear of loss. I think, but I mean, the, I think, Jealousy fits into, like, jealousy fits into a fear of loss. That's one way that jealousy can manifest. But I think that fear of loss can actually manifest in ways that are different than jealousy. And it's funny, sure. like, thinking back on on this episode and the relationship that I was in at the time, I mean, 
my partner and I had conversations about jealousy and she and I did not experience jealousy. Um, in, Void of jealousy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, save maybe very one specific circumstance. Um, but I, it, it was pretty absent from our relationship. And we talked about that because that was unique to our experiences with other partners up until that point. And yet Mm -hmm. the fear of loss was something that was present in our relationship. And I think is actually something I touch on in this episode is that the power dynamics between us were different. You know, I was a year older and was already thinking about where I was going to be post-grad and she was still in the midst of, you know, finishing up higher education. And that that inevitably places a certain kind of fear on the partner who who thinks that they're going to be you know left behind so i think that jealousy is just one of the outputs of fear of loss because people you you had nothing to be jealous of because your fear of loss wasn't rooted in like you didn't think one of you was going to get swept up by another person no not at all it was like i was going to like get swept up up by paris and leave the country you know yeah so i think it's just like fear of loss in a relationship is which is so funny because that's what Emily's trying to say here is, she, you know, she's just saying like, totally. you know, life happens, people happen. <laughs> yeah. um, I just think that's a little bleak for someone that would, um, I don't know, that's hard to like, you know, you can't just turn off the jealousy handle. I guess oh, you can totally. if you're just nihilistic about the whole Oof. situation. No, um, but it, it, I mean, it's a hard thing to, you know, it's a true thing to hear, but it's also a hard thing to hear and not necessarily productive. For someone who is in your position at the time. And I don't know if you can hear listeners, (laughs) but um, Ashley sounds a little conflicted and also like she has an agenda. A total Um, agenda. (laughs) Wait, so can we just, let's just, uh, can we just figure out how, how does one who's in a, who's very jealous in an open relationship (laughs) uh, uh, not be jealous? (laughs) Which is part of why this episode didn't air because Emily and I were like, well, this is, let's dish the tough love, honey. And then you got the (laughs) tough love and you were like, fuck the tough love. I don't want the tough love. Get the tough love off the air. I think what's kind of important about this whole situation is like, I think actually this is a, a fascinating point in time because I think that when we talk about, and what I try to put on in this episode um, is this idea that like, I think that there's this like narrative that like when people enter open relationships or like polyamorous ones or any kind of like shit like that, um, that it's somehow like amazingly comfortable for both parties from the get go. Mm. And I think, and I think this is actually more real about like, sometimes it's okay that you're like experiencing discomfort and you need to figure it out. Because you don't just, like, it's not, (laughs) well, like, one partner could, like, wake up one day and be like, I'm totally okay with this. Like, there's a lot of internalized, like, uh, shit and roles and, um, I mean, self-esteem issues in the case of yours truly um, that have to be reckoned with. Yeah, totally. Um, So that's, I don't know, that's kind of what, and I think that's something that you kind of hear throughout this is, um, I think I, I inherently think that people are better than me. And I, I I mentioned it several times in the podcast. I say, 
they're going to be better than me. They're going to be hotter than me. They're going to be funnier than me. And, um, you know, it's funny, our co-producer, Billy, um, you know, his interpretation of me this entire episode is, but why would someone want to be with me when they could be with them? (laughs) It's so true though. But I do want to like kind of speaking to what Emily's saying, which is that like life change shit happens. Um, I think, I think it's a little bit of that and I think it's on the perspective front and I think it's a little bit, um, it is, it's rooted in a really strong sense of self. Yeah. And I think whatever exploration someone needs to go on to find that sense of self is actually the key to unlocking being free from kind of jealous thoughts in a way. Totally. I feel like I have been pushed in this most recent relationship to accept openness and Mm -hmm. other partners when I did not necessarily want it. And I think that that can happen in a lot of situations. I feel like I am not the only person. Oh, definitely. I feel like there's a lot of people that maybe entered into open relationships or polyamorous relationships even that were not necessarily like, this is how I want to live and be like, whatever. And so the way that I manage jealousy, I have to remove the fear. And the only way to remove the fear is if my partner works with me to counter every fear that is attached to that jealousy. I think jealousy makes me feel out of control and I don't really know how to reconcile that. So magic polyamorous person well, it's interesting. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm no, gonna jump what? in here, but it's interesting to me that you say managing jealousy because I don't think I can remove it. Well, see, that's so crazy to me because, I, and 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 maybe I, uh, I've been in two relationships in my life, one of which mm-hmm. was with a guy, and I was. 16 (laughs) and it was the first person that I ever fucked loved etc but I was wildly jealous of anyone who expressed interest in him and there you know there was this very close friendship that he had Mm -hmm. you know the girl was a good friend of mine too but I knew that she was into him for years and and they were all in the class above me but everyone sort of knew and I was wildly jealous of her. And then ultimately, you know, when we broke up and blah, 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 I was jealous, very jealous of, you know, the woman that he slept with in between when we stopped dating and started dating again. And But in the current relationship that I'm in, I, I don't think I've ever been jealous. But I also recognize that, I mean, you know, the gender dynamics in this are different, right? Like, I'm dating a woman now. And I, I wonder if I would be jealous if I were dating a man. Jealous in XYZ yeah. situation. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I have the benefit of being the older party in this situation. Mm. And when I dated... I was younger. He was leaving. He was doing all these exciting things with his life. Mm-hmm. Or, or the, the primary focus for him was what was next. And it was not me. A beaver. Mm-hmm. Your turn. I stole the floor for a moment. No, no, no. Polyamorous goddess. <laughs> polyamorous goddess. I've been polyamorous for like five <laughs> weeks. <laughs> like five or six weeks. <laughs> so, like, um, 
I don't think I can ever actually move into a polyamorous situation. Never. Like open uh, never. Oh my god. I wonder if I can change your mind. I changed Emma's mind. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's you wanna you wanna you wanna Oh, I think I would really enjoy polyamory. Yeah, well y'all, but this completely negates how so this is answer answer the Facebook trolls of the world. The Facebook trolls of the world look at a polyamorous situation and they say, How are you not jealous? Answer them. Answer the Facebook troll. Well, there's this recognition that um, people change um, and people have different needs. And you were saying earlier that, um, you know, not everyone is going to be able to fulfill all of the same needs. So you can't expect someone to be, you know, able to give you everything that you, that you want. Mm -hmm. That would be the cool idea, yes. Um, <laughs> and I think that, um, cost of entry into the polyamorous world. <laughs> something that has really helped me is to recognize, like, um, the humanity in, in everyone. Mm. When you separate someone from their humanity and, um, like someone else who is a potential partner of your partner and you look at them and you just think of them, like... When you're jealous of someone mm -hmm. that, like, mm -hmm. do you ever feel like, how do you view that person? It is not. I will, I will, I will reiterate this until I never want this to, <sighs> when I am jealous, uh, it is not a, I am tearing down the person. That's not the question she asked. What? Yeah, she asked me how I feel about the other person. No, she asked you how you view the other person. How I view the other person. Are they on a pedestal? Or, like, what do They're you think of that person? Oh, no, you guys. They're I just think I figured something out. Like you. And also, right. you have to they recognize also, that I think, okay, so here's, what, here's the essential problem. Here's the essential problem and why jealousy might be harder for me to manage and is a part of the solution or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think my jealousy is harder to manage because... I assume everyone is inherently better than me. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, anyone... So being in an open relationship situation is actually very scary. Yeah. Because I am allowing... And, like, I'm also having sex with people, too. Like, it's not that I'm not... Right. Whatever. But I guess what I... I assume that they are better than me. And so that is why it is scary. Are you afraid of losing, like, the... Are you afraid... So you're, are you afraid of losing, like, the person? Or are you afraid of losing, like, the emotional attachment and, like, stability that you feel... With that person. With that person. I thought you were supposed to be talking about your polyamory. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I think no, we are all here to chat, situation. my dear. Okay, fine. So, Ashley, do you hear this now and think to yourself, like, I should never have been in an open relationship? Uh, I hear this now and I think that I should have been more honest with myself about what I was comfortable with mm. and... Also, maybe, like, my expectations of myself during this time. Because yeah. I think that I think that in, like, 
the nature of like being a cool girl, you know, mm-hmm. I was trying to be um, more chill about the circumstances than just to be like the ultimate like manic pixie dream. Yeah. I mean, I hear that a lot in what you're saying. You're like, I'm chill. I'm cool. I mean, like, I, I, I'm fucking people too. Like, don't, don't worry about it. I'm fucking people too. But I'm I'm really not feeling great about the fact that he's fucking people. You know? Like, <laughs> it's like both sides of the same. I don't fucking know what the metaphor is. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's clear that the way that you think you should feel is you know, like, quote, unquote, more progressive than yes. how you actually feel. But but there's not really, like, you don't get to just say, like, oh, well, this is the more liberal, open-minded thing to feel. So let me feel that way, you know? Like, sometimes you feel, oh, well, I, I think would, I'd also I love to be in a monogamous relationship. Listeners, if you are the one in, perhaps you're in a situation where someone wants you to be in an open relationship, that's what they, that would make them happy, but you're like, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, Just like that. And then then they talk to you. Here's, I think it sounds like the person who like doesn't want to be in an open relationship, I feel like this is like from my perspective, I felt like I was being a conservative like prude uh, like not hip with the times, um, kind of feeling. Yeah, I guess you're totally right. It's just like, I felt like I was not being progressive by not accepting it. And, um, also I think when you talk to someone who is like completely 100% comfortable with it, you're going to, I don't know, they're going to try and like talk to you about why you're wrong. Yeah. And that's because that's going to be inherently a part of the negotiation. And I think it's hard not to internalize that, but well, um, the other I think thing it's is, it's to give your space to actually feel what you want to feel, like regardless of your partner. Exactly, and it and it could be that like where where you wish you were, or where how you want to feel, mm-hmm. um, you know, isn't isn't how you initially feel. But that doesn't mean that you won't get there, right? Because th- that's sort of what you've described. Like you wanted to feel chill and feel cool being in this open relationship and like it was fine whatever and but you didn't at the time and yet now you are at a place where it's like who gives a fuck man like I've weathered shit I can be through this like this is nothing this is small potatoes but also like it's like give yourself space to feel about how you feel about this open relationship that's starting but also recognize if you're being a stubborn fuck (laughs) um because and I fought for two years straight because I refused to give any kind of thought to the idea that um, if his penis enters another person's vagina, it means he hates me. And uh, I never really took it. I never really took any other reality seriously. Um, And I think we should be courageous and like think about why we think having sex with other people is such like a huge betrayal, especially if you like know about it, you know, and you've like talked about it and that kind of thing. But, um, I talked about, um, my experience with polyamory, um, and how I feel like I'm a needy person, Mm -hmm. you know, I need a lot of emotional, like attachment, like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you do. I, (laughs) 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 all right, thanks. Uh, no, I know this about 
about my time years. <laughs> I, you know, I enjoy spending time alone, but I also, you know, I need people. Mm-hmm. I need people to, you know, be around me and... Yeah, I'm, I'm emotionally needy. So how does it feel to be in a situation where you don't have one person dedicated to your needs? Well, uh, oh the God, way that I manage that great. is I have multiple people exactly. dedicated to me. <laughs> so I'm not annoying anyone. Uh, so I have multiple people that I can get my Turn emotional to, needs yeah. met from at basically any moment. And I don't have to like attach mm. myself to one person and be like, I need you right now. <laughs> like, I almost feel overwhelmed at the amount of emotional stability that I'm receiving. And I'm like, I don't have time for all of you. Like, <laughs> I don't have time to be comforted by everyone. <laughs> How many people are you seeing? Uh, I guess I'm seeing three people right now. Um, although, not I'm including... I'm saying like five at work, <laughs> which is not true. Three. <laughs> five? I love that she's talking about this at work. Right? Like everything else. Um, so, <laughs> technically, I, I would say that I have two, like, partners right now. Um, and then I'm seeing some, some, I guess, I'm seeing someone casually, but, like, he doesn't live here, but, like, kind of, he lives here. I don't really know. And then I've been on a date with one person. So. So the two people who are partners, I guess, like, how often do you see them a week? Um, I see... <laughs> At least once a week, like sometimes twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I see, um, it varies. Sometimes I see him once a week. Sometimes I see him like every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just because I'm, we're just both busy. Yeah. So you are secure, and I think. But when I was with, I felt a little bit of insecurity and jealousy of other people. Why? See, it depends on the partner. Uh. Uh-uh. It all depends why? on the... Okay, okay, it depends on the partner. Tell me why. I was afraid of losing him. Okay. And why? I wasn't dating anyone else, so it was like... I At that moment, like, I felt like he was the only person in the world who was ever going to, like, be able to, like, you know, make me happy. Like, I, I felt when I was with him that we were meant to be together, and there was this, like, cosmic, like, connection between us that couldn't be broken. So, I had to realize that this was not, you know, the only thing in the world that mattered and that it wasn't going to be, you know, that there were other people out there that could make me happy or even happier. And so I had to recognize that and recognize the amount of people in the world that there are (laughs) and realize that, you know, I don't need someone that's going to treat me like crap just because I'm... some one time we tripped acid and like it was like crazy like spirals in our face like connecting you know it's like <laughs> that's not <laughs> it's not Side effective acid boys and girls you think you have a cosmic connection <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's what I'm hearing here ladies ladies um, the components of jealousy or what makes something a really jealous situ- or like I guess more likely to be jealous or whatever uh, I'm hearing. The narrative that when you believe that your partner is, like, a cosmic connection, right? Like, you... you, But I'm not just saying cosmic connection to be, like, I'm not making fun of you. I'm saying when you believe that your partner is, like... The one. The one. Yep, we've all been there. And no one else can give you what you need. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is it. And so, therefore, that fear of loss is exponentially higher than it should be, right? 
And then I'm also hearing, I think that self-worth is a really big part of jealousy. Because mm-hmm. uh, jealousy is this idea, you're comparing yourself to other people. So that's a huge part of it. Um, yeah. I'm just like, I'm mapping it out yeah. as we continue. Well, I think the recognition um, that there is no one has really helped me a lot. Like, there's mm-hmm. not, no one has like, a, there's no, you don't have a soulmate, you know? You could have multiple, like, you have soulmates, like, throughout your life. With and you in, even in soulmates, ways. like, can be friends, like, really, like, strong mm-hmm. connections. Like, I think we are soulmates. Like, I think that we have, like, had a really, like, powerful, strong connection She's talking in about Ashley, life. not Susanna. <laughs> Ashley and I, like, I believe that, like, we have made a really strong connection. And, like, you have had a really strong impact on my life. Can best friends be a part of polyamory? Yeah, <laughs> you know yes. that. In, um, I mean, I guess technically, like we uh, we have hooked up before, sort of. <gasps> oh, true. Shit, that's a story for another time, ladies. <laughs> I guess I'll have to be a special guest uh, some other time. During the infamous, I'm, I'm gonna insert during some, the infamous like, spring breakup trip of 2011, Emily and I engaged in footsie grindy handhold. And yes. <laughs> footsie grindy handhold. There was no mouth to mouth. We made out. What? I didn't know that we thought we were going to get into a threesome. With- yeah. Oh, I do shit. remember that. Mm-hmm. While smoking in my basement. What were you going to say? Sorry. You I don't remember making really out with me. I don't remember making out with you. <laughs> no! I don't know. To be quite honest, I was a little nervous about this whole episode. I like I gave you this. I was like, oh, we should talk about jealousy. And then I'm like, and then you were I like, fucking fuck, hate I have this. to talk about, fuck, I have to talk about jealousy. This is so real. I think it's just because I don't, I have not figured out, I haven't figured out whether I'm burying it or whether I'm dealing with it. I think there's this trope, this narrative, that the jealous one is not the one in control, is the one who cares too much, Mm. is the one that in a partnership is weak. Do you know what I'm saying? No? No. Yo, girl, is this like some intense internalized <laughs> shit you got going no! on? No, <laughs> I don't mean to make it internalized shit. No. I'm saying, think about it in like TV shows and movies. When you see the jealous bitch or whatever, and how is she She's always a jealous bitch, isn't she? It's always the jealous bitch. Men are never jealous, apparently. That's not true. As... That's not true. Men oh. who are jealous are always emasculated. We oh, just view them exactly. in a different light. So, but it's weakness. Yeah. And, and women. I, it's weakness in men too. Is it, you, it's emasculation? I mean, I mean, I, yeah. when you emasculate someone, you are well, weakened. No, you are not necessarily, them not necessarily, because in media, I would, th- I sometimes think that men are portrayed in as oh, being very jealous, protective, like protective of their woman, true. and that's considered masculine. That's true. Well, there, yeah, there's, there's either the hyper mask. Well, it depends, right? It depends on a level of security in the relationship. If it comes from a place of protecting the woman, then you are still greater yeah. than, right? You are in control. Right. If it comes from a place of insecurity and weakness, then you are not in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jealousy is not weakness. I think that everyone's going to experience jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I am with sometimes I see that, like, his partner messages him, and there's, like, this little, like, inside of me, the, like, little voice inside of me. What like, is the little oh, voice inside of you like, telling you? He would rather hang out with her than me, you know? I, like, that's what I think in my mind, and, like, then I'm, like, 
No, like, sh- no, stop. Like, I say that to myself. I would love a voice right now that, that was not sh- socially stop. conditioned to believe that other... I don't To not think... believe that it is a competition. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like... Yeah. <laughs> no, I... Well, that's why I stop myself. As a person who identifies with women, the idea that, like, I am constantly competing with other women that could potentially... I really think dating a woman is so different, guys. I really, okay, no, let's talk about it. I really let's think I'm, I'm, like, so removed from this situation right now. I feel like it has less to do with your partner's gender and more about how I, they communicate yes, yes, their yes, yes, absolutely. affection and whatever to you. Like, how you relate to yourself and how they relate to you. Mm-hmm. Regardless yes. of who your partner is... Um, how do you relate to yourself and how do you relate to them and how do they relate to you? And all of these three things are going to add up to whether you're going to be driven up the wall. I think your partner can do things to make you feel needed and important and wanted and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think you yourself can do things that make you feel wanted and needed and blah, blah, blah. Like, it is my responsibility just as much as my partner's responsibility to cultivate that environment of security. I think people feel a lot of shame by asking their partner for more in terms of like affirmation, in terms of need, in terms mm-hmm. of whatever. I think there's a lot of shame there. Um because you I don't do want to you don't want to yeah. force people to do something they don't want to yeah. do. Definitely. But sometimes Especially in the contents of this conversation where we're talking about how do you manage jealousy? How do you manage, like, not losing your mind over mm-hmm. people, like, whatever, doing, you know, living their life? Um, there has to be an understanding of what your partner needs. Mm-hmm. And if you need something that your partner is unable to give... You gotta find it. And it's going to start spiraling um, and into maybe jealousy or other emotions, then... <gasps> we got to find it elsewhere, so whether that be through the polyamorous branch. I'm finding that that works fine for me. Right. Or, you know, if you're in a monogamous situation... Mm-hmm. You gotta... Finding friends who fulfill yeah. that need in you. Yeah. Or, or I don't know, hobbies or careers or... Mm-hmm. It's just like a recognition of, like, the fact that, like... I'm not going to be, like, the most important person in everyone's life. A hard lesson. <laughs> I'm I'm going to call it out. That's a hard thing to swallow for most people. I agree. I would argue. Yeah. I think that it's a... Uh... How, how can I not be the most important person? You know what I mean? Like, I... You're the most important person to you. You're your most important person. You are literally living at the center of your life. You are the most important person. Ashley, you have so many things in your life that are are so important for you. Mm -hmm. And you do so much. Love yourself. Like, you don't need some... You don't need anyone else to love you. Like, for you to be... Like, important. Look, man, talk to my therapist. We're trying to build up the internal validation all day long. (laughs) It's about being comfortable with yourself and 
feeling like you matter and your needs matter. And also taking that recognition of self-importance mm -hmm. and translating that onto your partners. Mm -hmm. And being excited and happy for them when they come into new endeavors in their life. And I don't think that this is even necessarily um, just about partnerships, although, you know, that's what this is, that's what this podcast is about, but when, a, when your partner, like, takes on a new endeavor in their life, you might feel that they aren't giving as much attention to you, and you're not getting as much attention as you, maybe you were in the past, like, they take on a new music project or a new job that is taking on so much more of their time, mm -hmm. and you can even start to feel jealous of, like, other things. An activity maybe. in their yes. life. Yeah. And you a need passion. to feel happy yeah. for them. Like that they are making themselves happy. They are doing something that matters to them. And I think it's important to recognize that that's important for their growth as a person. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you are any less important. It just means that they are on their own journey. Um, I think that if anything, uh, this is also a big, uh, lesson in how your ideas of sex can change in just two years. Seriously, dude. I mean, what I hear more than anything else in this episode is like, I mean, I sit here listening to self to myself and I'm like, good God, I don't agree with you. Like, who are you? You buffoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, it's like terrifying and awesome to know that, Two years later, your ideas about how relationships and sex operate can be so radically different. I mean, you know, and I'm not in a relationship. I'm not in a committed relationship anymore. And I was at that time. So that immediately changes my outlook on things. But also, I just, I think I feel more relaxed now in, in everything. In life. In life. Yes, it gets easier the older you get, folks. Well, easier and harder, but, you know. Yeah, I just I think that how if much I disagree with myself. I was not putting in the work to really understand my feelings mm. um, about jealousy and open relationships and my own situation whenever this was recorded. Mm. Um, and it took uh, about a year and a half to really come to total peace, I think. I feel like my understanding of jealousy and relationships and sex change every single day. So totally. I'm sure that all of these episodes are going to hold up so well. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. We're going to be shouting with our past selves until the end of time. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you guys for taking a journey to the past with us. Yeah. And don't forget... Just as important as it was then, it is important now to stay with.